This is John and Robin Boyles of Celebrate Libraries with another New Ways to Dream podcast. Today we're meeting with Library Director Jeff Dawson of Lester Public Library in Two Rivers, Wisconsin. Jeff, thank you very much for speaking with us today. You're welcome, and thank you for taking time to meet with me. Oh, you're welcome. Jeff, um, I thought we could start uh, with a profile, uh, asking some questions about you. Uh, we're wondering how long you've been director at Lester Public Library. I've been here 11 years. Uh, I started March of 20, 2007. Um, and uh, is this your first uh, library job or library director job? Uh, it's not my first library job, but it's my first library director job. Okay. Would you like some background? Sure, if you could provide it. Um, I started working in libraries in 1987. Right. Uh, my first library job was at the Taggart Law Library at Ohio Northern University oh, wow. in Ohio. Yeah, and uh, worked there for about uh, two years and then moved to Chicago and worked at Illinois Institute of Technology on the south side. I worked there for about six months. Um, right. Uh, both jobs were circulation coordinator type of positions, mm-hmm. checking in, checking out books, and that, that type of thing. And, and then um, moved to the Harrington Institute of Interior Design, which is a design library, uh, downtown Chicago on Michigan Avenue. Uh, do you know where the Artist Cafe is in Chicago? It's a kitty corner to the Art Institute. Oh, okay. It was in that building, the, the old fine arts building. Uh, uh, wonderful experience. I worked there for about five years and then uh, decided at that point to become a professional. Uh, that was in uh, 1995. I'd worked about uh, almost eight or nine years in libraries at that point mm-hmm. and started uh, library school at what was then Rosary College and that has changed to, uh, forget the name of the current uh, university, Uh, but then I transferred to University of Iowa, uh, where I worked at uh, government documents uh, at the main library, and then transferred to the main reference desk at the uh, University of Iowa main library. From there, I, I got my degree, library degree, and wanted to continue my work in academia, and uh, my first professional job was uh, uh, as branch uh, manager for Northland Pioneer College uh, in Winslow, Arizona. Wow. So, <laughs> so I took a leap, and uh, that's uh, we serve primarily the Navajo, Hopi, and Apache tribes, along with with the people in Winslow, uh, Holbrook area. It's the high desert. Oh, okay. uh, it was Inter- a, very interesting. It was a very interesting. How long were you there? I was there for two years. Two years. Yeah. So there was a point where you decided, to, you know, a library career was was something you were interested, possibly yes. for your for your life work. Yes, it was. Yeah, and I always saw myself in academia, yeah, working in academic. Um, it, library environments. So uh, I was in Winslow and uh, was wanting to get back to the Midwest. Right. I'm a Midwest guy. I'm originally from central Illinois. Uh, missed having grass, <laughs> trees with leaves, and actually rivers with water in it. Um, uh, the little Colorado flowed through Winslow and it's mainly flowing underground. You don't see it. Um, so uh, 
while I appreciate and love the beauty of, of Air, the Southwest is amazing and really enjoyed my time there, it was time to come back to the Midwest and uh, um, was having difficulty breaking into uh, academic libraries, university libraries. And a mentor of mine from the University of Iowa said to me, don't take this the wrong way, Jeff, but I think you'd be a great public librarian. So at that point, I shifted gears, applied to one public library, and that was the Topeka and Shawnee County Public Library in Topeka, Kansas, and got the job. And uh, I will have to say my mentor was correct, that it was a great move for me personally uh, and professionally. Um, and I worked there for seven years and worked uh, from the reference desk there to I became the business librarian. Then I became the head of adult services. Then I became the head of, uh, manager of youth services. And then they threw a bookmobile on top of that. And by that time, I had about 40 people working for me wow. at that particular library and felt it was time to find a library of my own to become a director. Um, in uh, 2003, my wife and I vacationed in Manitowoc. And we were walking the Mariner's Trail here, the beautiful Mariner's Trail that connects uh, two rivers in Manitowoc, and uh, thought, well, let's add this to the list of places, possibilities in the future. And uh, two, year, two and a half years later, the job popped up here in Two Rivers. I'd been applying. Uh, my wife and I wanted to live somewhere beautifully in a beautiful area. I knew I could pick and choose where I wanted to go. Uh, for example, I interviewed in Bellingham, Washington, Estes Park, Colorado. Uh, we wanted. We knew we wanted to live somewhere with amazing beauty, and and, and we wanted somewhere we we could enjoy as well. And we felt we could here, and so the job opened here. And interviewed in uh, January of 2007 and started here March of 2007 and have been here since. It's beautiful. Thank you. The library, the setting, it's beautiful. It is. It is. For people listening to this podcast, how would you describe the library building in terms of, uh, I think you gave the age of the library, I'm not sure, but if you could repeat that and then uh, describe the library building in terms of age and architecture? Right. Um, the library uh, was built 20 years ago. We're in our 21st year right now. Okay. When I joined the library, it was 10 years old, so it's still new to me. Uh, it's an open floor plan. Uh, there's no basement. We're built on a slab. We're in a park. It was a park where the library is sitting. Um, and we've tried to maintain that exterior park uh, feeling. Uh, through our landscaping, and the architecture is uh, really grand on a grand scale, I think, mm -hmm. with very high ceilings and uh, uh, not quite two-story windows, but windows that look right out onto the lake. You can see the lake from from the reference desk. Lake, lake Michigan. Lake Michigan, thank you very much, yes. Uh, um, so uh, it was built by uh, Ingberg Anderson Architects and was um, uh, American Institute of Architects uh, owner award winning design and collaboration between the community and the architects in building this building. Oh, well, yes. We, um, we spoke with uh, people at Ingberg Anderson. I think they uh, designed the Cedarburg um, 
I believe it was the Cedarburger Library. And the Manitowoc Public Library yeah, as Manitowoc. well. Manitowoc. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mr. Robinson, uh, one of the architects on the on the committee, on the 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 planning committee is very involved in, in, in libraries in Wisconsin, and I bump into him all the time. And he always tells me how this was his first big project, and of course, uh, has deep meaning for him. Into his heart. Yes. We have the Lester Public Library. Who was or is Lester? Why is the library named after? Why is the library named the Lester Public Library? Very good. Um, Eggers Industries is an industry here in town that uh, does a lot of woodworking stuff. They do a lot of millwork. Um, and uh, George and Marsha Lester had run that operation for many, many years. And we're in retirement. And Jim and Barbie Lester, Jim is George's son, in 1995 went to the city council and said, we'll give a million dollars towards a new library. And city council readily accepted, and the building is named for George and Marcia, his parents. Um, and Jim and Barbie Lester are still uh, come to the library for, are frequent uh, library users. Barbie was instrumental in maintaining a sense of beauty in our landscaping and our gardens. Uh, took great pride in that, and we've we've tried to keep that going. Uh, I certainly, we've, we've gone through several iterations of volunteers doing the garden work mm-hmm. to actually hiring a landscaping company that does amazing work. Well, I smelled the peonies this morning. <laughs> They're beautiful. All the, oh, the, the lilies are out. It's beautiful. It truly is. And I, I'm a, thank you. And I'm firm, I'm a firm believer that your library experience mm-hmm. begins when you get out of the car. It's, you know, if you're, you're outside and you get this, that scent or that feel or, you know, just that looking out, you know, you get out of your car, you look at all the beautiful flowers, the grass, the lake. You see the lake. Yeah. You see the lake. And the, the, I don't know, the stone work that you put in, I don't know if that was intentional. I, I spent some time in the garden this morning mm-hmm. and I looked at those, I, I, the juxtaposed to the stones on the lake, and there are the stones in the garden. Did you move those over, or? I, um, we recently put that path in that goes oh. in front of the library, and we brought stones f- over from oh. the lakeshore. And in fact, when we brought those stones over, because they were being removed from an area, another park, um, we felt strongly that the mold and the growth on those stones should remain. Um, some of the other stones that you will find in our, on our grounds uh, have intentionally been wiped clean of the mold, so they are sitting places for people, excuse me, to actually use those gardens. And they're meant to be toured. They're meant to be for people to go and contemplate uh, not only the lake shore, but maybe grab a book and go out there and read. Well, I can see children coming and just laying on, getting impressions off of stonework, looking for little fossils in there. We use the grounds frequently, in the su- especially in the summer, for, for programming, for children's programming. In fact, um, uh, out back we have a butterfly garden uh, where um, we, uh, we watch the, uh, uh, the monarchs from beginning to end and, and launch them off uh, on their journey. It's, it's, it's an amazing place. I mean, it truly is.
where is Two Rivers uh, and what is what is the community known for? We're, we're in eastern Wisconsin on Lake Michigan, I think, as you mentioned. Um, we're located between, uh, some, I think I'm giving the answer here. Yeah, it's okay. Um, uh, you're between uh, Milwaukee and Green Bay, closer to Green Bay, yeah. and uh, not so far from Manitowoc. Uh, you mentioned uh, the Agers company, I believe, and uh, wood products. Uh, you mentioned earlier, I think, uh, uh, Miro Company. Miro Company. So, which was, uh, was that the pots and pans? or Yes. Okay. And also uh, Thermo Fisher, Hamilton Thermo Fisher uh, was really um, the biggest industry in town uh, that was begun in the late 1800s um, by uh, Hamilton, who uh, sort of started uh, uh, with creating wood type. And uh, eventually, not only was he creating wood type here, but was buying out collections from around the country. Uh, uh, please go visit the museum and you'll get the real story, the correct story there. But uh, he expanded into lots of other things over the years. Uh, and in fact, Hamilton um, was a, we introduced the first gas dryer to the nation out of Two Rivers. Um, uh, so, so Two Rivers is known for manufacturing, but prior to that, commercial fishing's always been big here, uh, with the influx of French Canadians coming down through Quebec, mm-hmm. and down uh, moving so- southward. Uh, many landed here, and to this day, we have the Leclercs who uh, do operate and go out on the lake daily with their mm-hmm. commercial fishing oh, right. ships. I remember reading um, somewhere where. The fishing industry at one time in Two Rivers, pretty it really supplied Chicago with a lot of fish. And I don't doubt that a bit, yeah. It really, you know, it, as the immigrants were coming here and building, they were going up and down. And, and we had our fair share of tanneries as well. Um, in fact, my I live on Tannery Road. So uh, tanneries, uh, a bucket factories, the Ma- Joseph Mann, uh, his wife actually started the library in 1891. It was called the Joseph Mann Library up until 1997 when they opened the Leicester Public Library here, uh, changed the location, changed the name uh, to reflect the, the generous donation of the Leicester family. Um, so uh, a rich tradition in, in manufacturing, but we also understand that there's uh, a, a long history that predates all that. Uh, manufacturing, uh, in particularly the Native American history and culture that existed here uh, well before we came along. But, but those industries uh, of, of commercial fishing uh, were kept alive, and mainly through that French-Canadian connection, where the French uh, were very respectful of the American Indian and uh, integrated their lives with theirs and quite frequently intermarried and and became uh, uh, a very peaceful relationship uh, um, uh, and respectful relationship there. You were mentioning the um, the uh, Native Americans and uh, we were talking earlier about this um, uh, lovely maquette you have in your uh, office uh, do you want to spend any time on that? Although we, we've, we talked previously before the recording, do you want to? 
Absolutely. Very briefly, I just want to... Ten years ago, uh, a local artist wanted to do a, a public art piece here, sort of a legacy, and what he came up with was uh, uh, three... Uh, American Indian figures uh, emerging from Lake Michigan. Uh, they're going to be 12 feet high. Uh, one is an elder, point, kind of pointing the way, uh, the female figure, and the portager. Uh, and there's a, a huge canoe <laughs> on this piece. It's, it's going to be beautiful. The the uh, statue will be installed uh, in uh, late July early August of this year, with a dedication following uh, in September. And that dedication will include members of uh, uh, area tribes, a drum, uh, they're going to have a drum corps here, um, along with uh, the board of the Spirit of the Rivers, which I'm a member of, um, which I've uh, been a proud uh, association of, of that project. So that's something, that, something that's coming to the lakeshore very soon, and that'll be right across the street from Aurora Hospital here in Two Rivers. How does the library programming, the programming that you, uh, that you offer, uh, meet the specific needs of your community? How is it geared for... Two Rivers. Do you have some examples of that? Probably our best example was we created a program. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll back up when I first got arrived. Um, one of the things that I really, uh, I really loved about the library uh, was the staff. And I failed to mention when we were talking about the building, there is a fireplace here too. <laughs> and it, it really adds to the ambiance, obviously, in the winter. And I interviewed here uh, during the snowstorm, as I told oh, you, right. in January of 2007. <laughs> so uh, I really appreciated that fireplace. But it, it's it's an amazing place. But um, the staff here um, are amazing. And uh, my youth services coordinator, coordinator, Terry Ale, when I first arrived, one of the first meetings we had, she said, wouldn't it be really neat if our library card actually had purchasing power in two rivers and I said yeah that'd be great and we let that idea resonate for about five years and then we came up with this plan during National Library Week to partner with local businesses where you could go into a business show them your library card and get a deal and we didn't care what that deal was but uh, uh, for the entire week you know, 10% off a meal, you know, 10% off a shirt, whatever you wanted to do, whatever they wanted to do, that was fine. Um, so uh, what happened was I didn't want to just go hat in hand and say, give us this deal. So uh, we came up with a, the idea, why don't we offer something to the businesses? So we offered up, well, we'll spend $4,000 on advertising this and promoting this. Not only will... You, will, the, will you benefit and get the community shopping local? Mm-hmm. But what we did was then um, uh, give them something. Right. So also we wanted to give the patron something. So the patron, with the, bring the receipt back to the library from a participating business, mm-hmm. they entered into raffle. Oh. And then we had some great raffle prizes, you know, iPads, Kindle readers, and just a, a outpouring from the community on people wanting to participate and wanting to, to give something to the community. So in, in doing this project, um, I felt it very important that 
I get out in the community and go and meet with business owners and pitch this idea. I met with 80 businesses in Two Rivers, mm-hmm. and uh, it was during the, the, the January of uh, that uh, horrible winter. It was 2012, I think, when it was, you know, that dome of cold that was over. But I visited 80 businesses, had one business say outright no. Nobody said no to my face, but ended up with 70 businesses participating. Wow. Good for you. And I think it, what added to this, to the success of this, was me as library director going in these businesses. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I always felt that I was going into these businesses unannounced, un, no preparation. I'm not a salesperson by any stretch of the imagination, and so I have a great appreciation now for salespeople when they're going on cold calls. I, I understand that now. <laughs> um, but, but the reception was uh, they, they listened closely. Um, through my association with the Two Rivers Business Association, Chamber of Commerce, These not everybody was a stranger when I walked into right. these businesses. Right. So they knew, many knew who I was and were eager to participate. Um, um, and some were new, and, and I hadn't darkened their door before. And I, I was worried, as a business owner, well, you've never come in my business before, why would I want to do this? So it became more about not what you're doing f- essentially for the library, but what the library's doing for you and, and making this entire community integrated program where where everybody's participating and um so that first year we had really a great a, a great great year uh we're now in our fifth year of doing this um last year uh city of uh, manitowoc public library joined forces with us uh this program has been repeated the largest library doing it is oshkosh public library has done it the last two years mm-hmm. modeled off of what we're doing and how we do it and have met certain success there and what it, what happened is that that first year it, it was so rewarding it still is but that first year was uh, there was a buzz in the community, and and the buzz was uh, about shopping. Everybody loves to shop. Uh, National Library Week's in April, and all the businesses were, that's our slowest time of year, so anything we can do to promote business. Um, and uh, there was a, a definite buzz in the community, and, and it all circled around the library. And people were coming in, just having fun, and, and it, it was really upbeat, and it continues to be upbeat in our fifth year. We'll be doing it for the sixth year next year. And, um, but, but that's something the library brought into the community, brings back to the community, and gives to the community. So we, uh, not that everything we do is commercial, but, but we, we saw with the leaving of like I said, mentioned prior to the recording, Miro left, Thermo Fisher, Hamilton left. Um, uh, two of our biggest industries in town have left. Um, and we've seen a decline in our population over uh, 7% over the last 15 years. That's, a, uh, that's pretty hefty. That's nice about, yeah. um, and, and so in, in trying to counter, you know, uh, when we went out and started this promotion, this program was when... Thermo Fisher was closing its doors, and that Hamilton Thermo Fisher. And so we, we really wanted people to stick around to stay, to say, 
Okay, there is a vibrant business community in Two Rivers. Uh, when I uh, presented this to like city council, city manager, they're thrilled. They were thrilled with the idea. Um, uh, the city manager was uh, made the comment along the line is uh, economic development. Our biggest economic development driver is the library, and wow. that's what I want to hear. Yes, <laughs> and and so uh, we've taken those types of programming. You know, we have all the other stuff. Well, we're, we have uh, the early literacy programming mm-hmm. that that fills that gap from birth to kindergarten. That. I will stand up to any library, not only in Wisconsin, but across the nation. Um, you know, we have adult programming that uh, we, we have local history alive where we bring in local people who are experts, not only in the history of Two Rivers, they know Two Rivers, they grew up Two Rivers. For example, we had Mike LeClaire, the owner of Suzy Q Fishing here, come in and talk about uh, commercial fishing in Two Rivers. That was packed. Uh, we've had Kerry Trask, I mentioned him. Uh, he came in and did a local history on the indigenous peoples of the lakeshore. That's been our most successful, where we had over 100 people attend that. And uh, don't tell anybody, but our community room only holds legally about 60 people. Uh, <laughs> oops, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. It's happened, and the, the fire department knows about it and everything. That's right? what editing is for. <laughs> and so you can leave it in. Um uh, we we try to do special specialty programming um, on the 50th anniversary of John F. Kennedy's uh, death. We had um, Robert Conrad, who was a, uh, who lives in Manitowoc, and was on the Warren Commission, oh. came and spoke. And we turned uh, that area in front of the fireplace. We moved bookshelves out of the way and turned that into a 150 seat auditorium, and we filled every seat. So we, we try to think of what's coming up, and, and, and I'll be quite blunt, some of this stuff lands in our lap. And you know, our, our tactic here, our thought process is, hey, that sounds pretty cool. Let's try it. And it works out. Good. Yeah. Good, good stories, good examples. This is John and Robin Voyles of Celebrate Libraries. We've been speaking with Jeff Dawson, director of Lester Public Library in Two Rivers, Wisconsin. This is the first in a two-part conversation recorded in the summer of 2018. Both parts will be available to listeners on the New Ways to Dream podcast channel.